Running a successful business is one of the most rewarding things, but getting to that successful part can be a bit of a journey. In today's episode, we're diving into some top tips to help small business owners succeed. And we're back with another episode of MHV's Off the Trail. And today we are joined by Michael Matone, VP of Community Impact here at MHV. Hello, Michael. Hello, Mary Claire. Thanks so much for having me. And it's so great to be on the podcast. We're super excited to have you because in your work, Mike, you connect with a lot of small business owners in the community and we're just really excited to be able to share what you've learned and what you've observed with other small business owners to kind of help them and help their business grow. So thank you so much for being on the show. Yeah, no, definitely. And I'm excited to be here and share some insights. And I really appreciate all the hard work that small businesses do throughout the Hudson Valley. Yeah, definitely. So let's dive right in. You know, how have you seen growing a business change? Obviously, over the past year, a lot of the landscape has changed. You know, have you seen any any changes in how people are growing businesses? Yeah, you know, I do want to preface starting and growing a business changes every single day. It always has. Um, it's a very fluid process. Mm-hmm. And the pandemic definitely accelerated a lot of tech-related changes. Um, At the end of the day, though, in looking at a lot of small businesses throughout the community, you know, the core of running and growing your business remains the same, Mm -hmm. delivering value to your customers. You know, what changes and what has changed is how you deliver that value and then all the different complexities and technological challenges related to how you deliver the value and differentiate yourself from competition. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you just said technology, and I think that is probably one of the biggest shifts that's particularly really small business owners had to make because now all of a sudden you had to have this, you know, this social imprint for people to find you. And, you know, especially you think about restaurants and that type of thing. Um, Have you seen that too? Yeah. You know, it's, it's not just the technology, um, but it's agility, right? It's having the organizational agility, to move with the trend of consumer demand, Mm -hmm. you know, consumer demands are going to change and you need to be willing and able to adapt to that change quickly while still staying true to your mission and values as a business. Mm -hmm. You know, you don't want to lose who you are, but you want to make sure that as customers change the way they want things, you're able to make those changes as well. Right. So agility, obviously important to success. What are some other things that you see business owners doing right now who are successful at actually growing their business right now? Yeah. So I think, again, it ties back to staying true to who you are and making sure that you differentiate yourself. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of companies that offer the same type of product and service as you may offer. But why you do it differently, how you do it differently, and how you align your brand with things that you and your customers care about is hugely important. You know, you mentioned social presence, amplifying your message and allowing your customers to amplify your message for you has been another huge part of successful businesses nowadays. And then again, not just the agility, but embracing change, Mm -hmm. understanding that tomorrow is going to be different from today. So do you have the structure in place to embrace that change without losing yourself in the shuffle? Right. And, you know, and it's interesting that you say that, you know, let the you said something about letting your customers kind of 
help shape without dissolving who you are. And you know, that's been really prevalent um, over the past year, year and a half and, or so, just letting the people who are using your business be your advocates, right? Be your influencers um, f- for you. Yeah, definitely. I mean, that ties a lot back into social, you know, Google reviews are huge. Mm -hmm. You know, so many people before they utilize a product or a service, they're going to go on their local, you know, Facebook moms page and say, you know, ISO, right, in search of this type of product or service, or, you know, I'm going to go on Google and figure out, you know, who has four and five star reviews across the board, Mm -hmm. you know, and then I'm going to look, you know, a lot of, you know, we shop with our eyes, right? So I'm going to go and see, if I can look at what the store looks like, you know, what types of product and services they offer. And, um, you know, if, if that business has a storefront, but, but really, really, you know, focus on making sure that if someone has never heard of you before, their first impression is going to be your extremely happy and grateful customers. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, something that I think um, at least I've seen uh, recently is, the level of kind of camaraderie among small business owners. Um, it was really nice to see. And I think that's probably important too, right? If you're owning a business, you need to support the other business owners as well um, for that sense of community. Would you agree with that? Yeah, definitely. We really saw that with the pandemic is mm-hmm. kind of like this, we're all in this together mentality and understanding that, you know, your neighboring business doing well helps your business because you're bringing more people to that area, to that community, and it gives you more opportunities to sell your product or service to that person. You know, I know we say sometimes with credit unions, you know, the first step is actually getting someone to join a credit union, whether it be our credit union or not. You know, because we just want them to understand that there is a difference of banking local versus banking with these large monoliths or, you know, an organization that doesn't have people in the community. And we feel that, you know, our differentiator is the things that we do that'll make you choose us versus someone else. But, you know, for any other business, whether it be a pizzeria, landscaper, you know, you want folks to, to experience what it's like to get local service and then utilize your customers and your reach through your you know delivery channels to show why you're different and show why you're best. Right. Right. You know, probably one of the hardest adaptations or realizations business owners have had um, over the past year or so is cash flow, right. And, oh, and yeah. managing money um, for obvious reasons and people, typically think of a business loan as a financial solution. You know, Mike, are there other avenues for people who are either starting a business or who need to, you know, improve their cash flow outside of traditional business loans? Well, it's exactly what you said, Mary Claire. It's really based on where the business is at in their journey. If you're starting a business, there are a number of opportunities for you to have access to grants and other public and private funding programs to help you start your business. You know, particularly public money, we're very big into entrepreneurial you know, spirit right now as, as a country. So there's a lot of options out there for startups to you know, access grants or other funding options. 
Um, minority and women-owned businesses have access to additional grants and programs where they can get funding. Loans are the most common. There are different types of loans depending on your need. Is it a cash flow management need? Is it an equipment need? You know, do I need a secured loan, a term loan versus a line of credit or a business credit card? And then other businesses based on the type of business, they might have access to private investment you know, secondary capital, things of that nature. So really depends on the structure of the business and where the business is at in the journey. But there's always options out there for you to get funding. And where would somebody look for that? Obviously, you would start with your your financial institution, right? Your bank or your credit union. What are there other resources that you could suggest for business owners? Yeah, I, I definitely think that the best resources are your local bank or your credit union. You, every, every business should have a business banking rep or a specialist that they can trust, you know, for advisement. Um, and then chambers of commerce, local chambers are, are great resources. Mm-hmm. Uh, local governments and government officials, governments are municipalities. You know, there's a lot of pressure on them to bring more small businesses to their communities. So definitely for a small business, utilize those, you know, those elected officials and the folks at the chamber to help you find the best opportunity for you to get funding or get other types of support that you may need to help your business grow. So sticking with the financial theme for a minute, you know, what mistakes or missteps have you seen business owners make um, that you would advise people about? Yeah, number one, and we saw this with the PPP program specifically, Mm -hmm. was not decoupling. So what that means is having personal and business finances intermingled. And it is a huge misstep for organizations because it creates a lack of clarity and and it creates a lot of issues with figuring out whether it comes to audit time, tax time, if you need funding, if you're applying for a loan, you know, which expenses are personal, which are business. Any business organization from the top should make sure that everything is clearly defined as to what are the personal expenses first, what are the business expenses. The same things with revenues and incomes. Um, Not developing well-documented business plans, financial outlooks, procedures, you know, procedural management, you think, oh, how is that a financial misstep? If you don't have great quality controls and procedural management in place, that's where there's opportunities for you to lose out on potential revenue maximization, to have additional cost overheads, and be paying more for operations than you really should. That's definitely a major financial misstep that folks have. And uh, sorry, the last one, um, just so I don't forget it, is organ- businesses will try and do too much and try and save a penny here, but in long term, it's pound foolish because they try to do things that they may not be the expert in. And I just want to go back and clarify one thing because you specifically said the word business organizations, but you're separating your personal and business money should be something you do from the get-go because I think probably sometimes people will say, well, I'm not even like making any money yet. Why do I need a business checking or business savings, et cetera? But if I'm understanding you correctly, do it from the start. Yes, definitely. A sole proprietor might not be a sole proprietor forever, right? Mm-hmm. So if, if they're thinking about growing and expanding their business and then adding people onto payroll, how do you do that if you're just running everything out of your personal checking account? You know, you want to make sure that the second you organize and start that business, even if you're doing it alone, make sure to have things separated. Because again, if you grow and you bring an additional headcount, you're going to have to decouple it anyway. So take the extra time at the, at the start so that later on, it's not a complicated and convoluted process. Right. 
Right. And in terms of, you know, building those procedures and those business plans, again, there are community resources that you can turn to, to help you do that correctly. Oh, definitely. I mean, just like you want to be a, you know, local restaurant or or a local service organization, think about the local accountant, you know, that can help you, you know, figure out all your, all your paperwork, your local attorney that can help you put together, you know, documentation that you may need. The chamber, business consultants, you know, financial advisors might help in that regard. There are other organizations out there that offer assistance with logistical support mm-hmm. that can help you document the procedures for how you want to do things as a business. You know, there's so many avenues that you can go to find help that you might look at it and say, I'm not sure about this cost expenditure right now, but think about the potential costs in the long run if you don't get everything organized and find the help that you need. Right. So Mike, you're a master of segues and you just brought me very nicely to my next question, which is, um, you know, what are, what things should a business owner look at to kind of outsource, right? You know, we typically think of like a lawyer or an accountant maybe, but what else? Yeah. I just want to preface that's the conversational segue and not that little riding (laughs) device that you would see a lot when, you know, with, with tourists, but um, yeah, going through that list, you know, accountant, attorney, business banker, financial advisor, business consultant, local chamber, other types of small business support organizations, logistical support, cleaning, uh, supplies. Um, geez, I think one marketing, right? We talked a lot about mm-hmm. how you really have to get your brand out there. There's a lot of great marketing support out there that people, you know, it might be more beneficial for you to go out and get support to help grow your brand and grow your social media than it is to take on your own. You know, if you're opening a bakery, you know, you love to bake, right? You know, that's part of the reason you want to start that business. If you're spending a lot of time on Facebook answering, you know, replies and questions and stuff, that's taking away from time that you have to develop product, to come up with new things that you want to sell and do what you really enjoy. Right. You know, when I was doing a little bit of research for this episode, Mike, I discovered there are people that will help you as a business owner literally just set up processes, whether it's, you know, um, invoicing automatically and, and setting up how people pay you and the reminders for invoices, you know, what is your past due? They kind of take all of that off your plate for you and, and manage it, or at least get it set up so that you can bake or do whatever it is that you have your heart on. And I found that really interesting because I think maybe that's a side of things people don't consider, right? Oh, well, I'll just send a bill and people will pay me, but there needs to be a process there. Yeah, definitely. There needs to be a process there. And then like we talked about before with being able to adapt and all the technological changes, you know, take the time and figure out how you can get yourself comfortable with a lot of the technological offerings that are out there that help with creating those processes, doing those invoicings, doing a lot of those other things that seem really tedious. But again, learn it and figure out the best way that you want it done and go out and get the help on the front end so that once that business is running, you can focus on the things that you enjoy about your business and growing your business, not the minutia of having to deal with these types of processes that should have been set up earlier on. Right. All right. One more question for you, Mike, and then I'll let you go. (laughs) Um, And I hate to reference the pandemic again, but I'm going to, I think over the last year, um, a lot of people, 
had time to think and question and reflect. And there was very much a, 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 um, a growth, I would say, in the entrepreneurial spirit, right? You kind of mentioned that. Um, how do people know, like, how would you know that maybe this is something, a passion that you should pursue as a business and when maybe you should just kind of leave it as a hobby? Yeah, no, I, the first and foremost, you know, if you're having that thought process, thank you. Because, you know, our, our town's, need folks like you, you know, to build these small businesses and create benefits for our communities. But really, you know, is it, is your entrepreneurial spirit, you know, strong enough to, you know, tamp down or, or, or lessen, you know, that, that, that risk factor, right? Do you feel that you have the risk appetite to go out there and step out and make this major change in your life? You know, you might take a little bit of, of joy out of doing something that you really love, you know, because you're going out and taking that risk and having to build that business. And from there, um, it's plot, plan, strategize, organize, and mobilize. It is really get down and dirty with the details early on and understand what is this going to take every single piece of the puzzle. If you're willing to go through that lengthy and tedious process on the front end, then you're going to be willing to handle anything that comes your way once the business is running. This isn't like a, an unplanned road trip. No, <laughs> no. This is something that you really need to sit down and think about and understand the financial ramifications and the time needs and all of the other pieces that need to fit into this puzzle of building a business. And it's you know finding the organizational support that you'll get. And again, a lot of planning and thought process and organization is going to go into this. If you're willing to do it, awesome. If not, maybe it's best that it stays a hobby. Okay. Excellent. Well, Mike, thank you. These were great tips. A lot of great information today. Um, do you have any final thoughts before we sign off? No, no, no. I just think it's great. You know, I'm very happy to share all these insights. You know, I'm very hopeful that a lot of folks out there listening, um, we talked about a lot of things that need to get done to start and grow a business. You know, don't let it deter you from trying, from going out there and trying it on your own. It sounds like a lot, but you might just be the person that is willing to take those steps necessary to create a great business that delivers value. Excellent. Thank you, Mike, so much for coming on the show. I'm sure we'll have you on again in a future episode. Thank you. I look forward to it. <laughs> and thank you for tuning in. As always, if you have any suggestions for an episode, email us at podcast at mhvfcu.com. And we will see you next time when we go off the trail. Off the trail.